It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. I'm here and I'm ready to go. Are you ready, Luke? We're going to be talking. Oh, heck yeah, I'm ready. Are you... I'm born ready. I love Thursday nights. You know that. <laughs> uh, so we've got two special guests. Uh, we're going to be talking about the cut and grievous arc on Salukamai. So let's get into it. Never was made it as Obi-Wan's battle. But you might make it as mine. Hello, everybody, again. Welcome to the Pot Ones Podcast. It's me, Luke, and my co-host Char Char J. Char, how's it going? It's going good. How about you, Luke? Oh, it's it's good. We're it's it's Disney Plus Eve. We're gonna get into that with our two <laughs> great guests. Lots of anticipation tomorrow. Oh yeah. Oh, and I know yeah. you love Thursdays, as you said before, but uh Sadly, the Chiefs are not playing today, so... No, 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 no. And and that'll be a different... That will be a hard stream to do. Yeah. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> but let's bring on our two guests, Xanatos and Onyx from TikTok. Hey, what's going hey. on, guys? How's it Welcome going? Uh, this is your guys' first time coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you again. Um, I know it, it's a, it, we're just here to have fun, so uh, let, let's... let's uh, Let's do it. Um, Onyx and David, what got you into this little thing that we like to call Star Wars? Onyx, you go first. Ah, oh, man. I was hoping. I was like, ooh, I want to be the first kid to go. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> a long time ago in the galaxy. Okay, but like a long time ago, my um, my mom was really big into Star Wars. And so was my dad. So we had like the classic movies. And I think around like, I want to say the 90s, they started re-releasing them in theaters. Mm-hmm. So I had seen some of those. But the first thing that really got me heavily into Star Wars, like I remember in detail, was when my dad took me to see The Phantom Menace. And I was wild about it. I was like, this was so cool. And ever since then, I was obsessed with like anything Star Wars. So from the movies to the soundtracks i was listening to those things and we're talking like maybe like eight-year-old onyx and he's obsessed with these things <laughs> that that kind of just started the development of that and 
from there, I went from buying the toys. I had like the X-Wing, like where you could press the um, R2 and it made the X-Wing wings come out and it made the little sounds. And I was I was obsessed. So that's what started my career into Star Wars. And where can we find you on, on social media? So you can find me. Um, I'm usually on TikTok more, but that's going to be uh, Onyx Artist 32. And that's where I post different things. I post a bunch of nerd stuff, but I primarily talk about Star Wars on that. Channel. So honestly, I'm I'm kind of the same way, but obviously the the, the TikTok that we're we're more gravitated to is Star Wars. But I love your content about Lord of the Rings, and I'm a bit I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. Luke doesn't I, I shut love, up about Lord of the Rings. I, I love it, and I'm so <laughs> looking forward to to Prime. And oh, bro. we'll we'll I'm have so to. Excited. We'll have to talk about that more. Yes. <laughs> yes David, what about you? Well, I got into Star Wars when I was about nine. I watched uh, episode four at a buddy's house. And it's funny because I didn't actually see the trench run because my dad came to pick me up. He's like, oh, don't don't worry. Um, they just blow up half the Death Star because he thought that it was half because I guess Return of the Jedi <laughs> half of it's there. And I didn't actually see the trench run until it got re-released in theaters. So really? my first oh. viewing was in theaters of the trench run. And then I uh, went to the local video store. It wasn't a blockbuster. It was like a mom and pop shop. I watched Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, was obsessed, and then watched the prequels. But like before the prequels even, I, I was like reading a bunch of expanded universe books. Like I read nothing but Star Wars for probably about 10 straight years. Um, but yeah, no, that that that's what started it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's gonna. This is, this is awesome. We have a lot of it, it, like ranges of Star Wars like knowledge. Like, I, I'm gonna be the first one to admit the only Legends thing that I've ever read is Plagueis, and I think that is that is a, a masterpiece. Yeah, I, I know Onyx. I know, I know. But I mean, play, like, if it had to be anything, you said Plagueis, and I'm like, all right, like that's a really solid book. So, I'm so like, all right. Like, it's I'm going to need I'm going to need some other like suggestions like what like what legends like because I'm I, I'm the person that is like I will read canon first before anything else comes out like okay. what legends books are must reads what I started with was heir to the empire trilogy okay and it's going to be somewhat dated and it's before the prequel so a lot of stuff is not going to make some sense okay but I absolutely love that that trilogy that's where thrawn was introduced that's where mara jade was introduced and anyone that sees my stuff i am like a mara jade stan i'm ridiculous <laughs> with it um but all of that there's so many good characters anything timothy's on is practically required reading don't you have a uh, a series you're like day blank <laughs> until mara jade is canon so somebody <laughs> gave you me, i said that as a joke <laughs> to someone and they're like no dude you should totally do it i said okay Okay, cool. I'll do it. And I've been, I'm on like day 85 now, I think. Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. But it just, it, that actually helps me improve my lightsaber spinning. So I'm, I'm good with that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Onyx, what, what, you got anything else or just? Um, I would say the Darth Blaine, Darth Blaine, Darth Bane <laughs> trilogy. Darth Bane trilogy for sure. For sure. That, that ties really well into Plagueis in as much as there's, there's echoes of okay. what you hear in Plagueis that you'll hear in the Dark Bane trilogy. And usually, because I share an Audible account with a couple of friends, okay. and they'll be like, oh, who's listening to Dark Plagueis? So I was like, it's me. Like, like <laughs> yeah. if, if there's no new Star Wars books, I was like, well, back to Old Reliable. I can listen to that thing on repeat. 
it's so, one of my favorite books. What are your guys' thoughts, real quick, before we get into the episode? What What are your guys' thoughts on uh, the High Republic? Those Ooh. books. I I like most of it. Okay. Um, about ninety five percent of it, I've really in in I've really enjoyed, but like. With Light of the Jedi, I actually read half of it, and it got kind of boring at some point, okay. and I decided to go on to the other books, but that ended up being a great way to read it, because I read a bunch of other books, then before Rising Storm, I finished Light of the Jedi, and it just so happened that that half of Light of the Jedi was more interesting, so that was great, yeah. but then it leads right into Rising Storm, so that was cool. Um, <laughs> the only book I can say I did not particularly like 100% was Out of the Shadows, which is like one yes. of those mo more more recent ones. The audiobook particularly is not very good quality considering what they do for, I feel like, like Element 7 was saying when his review came out, like they put a whole bunch of uh, of a money into Tempest Runner. Yeah. And it, and it kind of took away from Out of the Shadows. Not saying that Out of the Shadows isn't a good story. It's just, it's not the best. And I kind of agree with you on that. I feel like we've been spoiled, if I'm going to be honest. Most yes. audiobooks do not do what Star Wars does with their audiobooks because I'm talking mm. about you could close your eyes. It's effectively a movie without yeah. seeing anything because you have the white noise of hyperspace and like the bustle and what have you of like whatever city you happen to be on. You you hear these books like you can, they're living and breathing places. So when I listened to Out of the Shadows, I was like, oh man. Now, like this is really taking me out of it and you also had the music that usually plays at certain scenes and oh. it's really appropriate so yeah. it's hard when you hear that all the time to go to not hearing that in a star wars book and you're like wow this is this is difficult and it's like i mean first world problems you know what i'm saying like, no yeah, yeah absolutely it's oh, my standard yeah but yeah, yeah i'm pretty much oh go uh, ahead go ahead sorry. finish no i was i was gonna say i, I pretty much agree with um david's whole assessment like the high republic is pretty much I feel like it's a breath of fresh air, given everything that's happened with the recent Star Wars movies. This seems like there's no way they can really, anyone can try to, I mean, people are trying to tear it down, but because we're in such a new era of Star Wars, we've never been here before. And I really appreciate them stepping away from, like Yoda's alive at this point. Yep. They don't talk about him too much. Like he's mentioned, but like we never focus zero in on him, which I'm like, thank God, because I would yeah. love to explore more of the new characters. Oh, yeah. And I think it's fantastic to be on this road to Star Wars that everyone is experiencing for the first time together. We're all on the same page here. So even our hardened Star Wars veterans and even our newcomers, we're all learning this at the same time. I think that's awesome. And I yeah, love perfectly that. Said. Perfectly I said. Love and that. I agree with Xanatos too. Like um, Light of the Jedi, the first act is very action-packed. The mm. second act is pretty difficult to follow along. But with me, I started it reading or not. I read the book, but I was listening to Mark Thompson do it at the same time. So him being such a skilled, um, uh, what's the word for it? I should say, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Like voice actor. I, I guess you can say voice. Actor. Or not so no, voice I'm talking actor, about Mark maybe? Thompson. Um, we'll, we'll just say, we'll just say voice actor. Yeah. Voice actor. He did such a good job with light of the jedi and did he also do uh rising storm he's done he's done rising storm because i know i know he didn't do out of the dark uh, into the dark you mean oh into the dark my bad. yeah yeah, yeah no nah, no he didn't do into the dark he did uh light of the jedi and rising storm yeah for narration narrator 
He's a narrator. 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 Oh, how did I forget man. that? Man, so, I tell you what, I sometimes my brain just doesn't work, but when it does, it's on. I just thought of a little fun fact. Um, the first young adult book where you see Ram Jamaram for the first time. Mm-hmm. Do you guys play Destiny Two? I've dabbled. I've so, played a little bit of Destiny. That book is narrated by the Drifter. In Wait a 2. minute. Yeah. What? <laughs> no. Out of time. I kept no. hearing. I kept hearing bank those moats or something whenever I was listening to that book. <laughs> it was great. Oh man. But guys, uh, let's get to the chat. Sam Blakely says hi. Hey, um, Sam. Robert Kenobi says hello there. General Kenobi. General Kenobi. JJ, Cat Lady. Hey, on, Cat she, Lady. Yeah, she was on a she was on episode. Two weeks ago? Two yeah, weeks yeah, ago. It was, yeah. it was a great yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to have her on again. Forward into the black. Go follow him on TikTok. His content, he is so underrated as a content creator. I, I, I cannot say it enough. Go follow him. Uh, we, you guys will be seeing a lot more of him uh, coming up. Um, it looks like we got X-Core. Oh, yeah. okay. Obviously, he's in here. He says Yoda's in the comics. Yeah. He is, but he's like... babysitting I, younglings, pretty much. Yep. But he's not as, like, I guess... Relevant. daunting. Right, right. Yeah, he's he doesn't have that big of a prominent era. role, which I think also, is a good thing, because we don't need to have him covered as much. Really interesting that there's several grandmasters in the order. Yeah, I yes. like. I think that that's one of those moments in the audiobook that I had to pause because I was like, "Wait a minute!" I that never crossed my mind. I always just assumed that there was only one because I'm the most powerful, or like, however yeah. the system worked. Because I know we have a master of the order, what Mace Windu was, and then Yoda was the grandmaster. Like I'm mm-hmm. the big daddy Jedi, but now they're like, there's several grandmasters. So I was like, oh. So I need to just throw out everything I thought I knew about you guys because yeah, absolutely. this makes no sense. No, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So we're going to get into it for what the people are here for. We are recapping Season 2, Episode 9, Grievous Intrigue, and Episode 10, uh, The Deserter. Um, at the end, we're going to rank the arc. Here's the rankings. Youngling, bad. Padawan, okay. Jedi Knight, good. Jedi Master, great. Grandmaster is Chef's Kiss. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. And that's for everybody, it, not only just our two guests, but for everybody in the chat. Be thinking about that when we're breaking these down. Uh, but Char, uh, it's time. All right. So as a as a very uh, common thing, every time we review an arc or an episode, I do the plot summary, which is voiced by Tom Kane, a.k.a. Admiral Yularen and a bunch of other characters. But I'm not Tom Kane. And uh, so it might sound choppy. It might sound like, you know, but get, get I'll do, I'll do as best as I can. Okay. <clears throat> ready? Yep. I'm not going to count with my fingers again. Cause I know last week that was pretty <laughs> weird. I counted, I counted down from three like this. I counted like three, two, oh, one. No. <laughs> I was what like, <laughs> I was like, what are my hands doing? It, He's kind of like Talladega Nights. I, don't I know felt like I felt like Tobey Maguire after he shot his first web. Like, what are my hands doing? <laughs> All right, ready? Yep. Yeah. Diabolical defeat. Though Republic victories outnumber their losses, the Jedi have been unable to stop the Separatist advances in the Outer Rim. The ever-elusive General Grievous stays one step ahead of his opponents. With thousands of droid armies in his command, the Jedi can never predict where Grievous will strike next until now. 
Good job. That that you get better every week. You get better every week. I tell I, you I, what. I try to correct the tone. But... Uh, you you just you 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 knock it out of the park. You get better. All right. So uh, we start this episode. Obviously, Grievous. Uh, we get a shot of Master Koth um, being attacked by the Separatists. Which, by the way, Master Eth Koth, very interesting character in canon wise. Um, mm. We only we see him during the Battle of Geonosis in Episode Two, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then we see him later in the Vader comics. Um, so if you haven't read those, yeah, I believe I... He, is he in the the twenty seventeen comics? Twenty seventeen after the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So just a warning: we might throw up a spoiler alert later when we're talking about him. Um, but so Grievous is uh, obviously from the plot summary. Grievous is obviously getting the upper hand against the Jedi. Um, so Grievous is getting on to Eth Koth's flagship. Um, and can I just say every single week I say this, the commando droids are the most lethal droids. And if they would just make those like mass produce, those, they probably would have won the war. Oh, hundred yes. percent. And you know yeah. how fun they are to play with in battlefront too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they move so, so quick and they hit so fast in a while. Playing with the commando droids are what system do you have Onyx? Um, I have Xbox and I have PlayStation, so either or I could best of both worlds. PS4, you you okay. you'll have to you'll have to get on for it. We'll have to do a stream and just okay. We play we play Battlefront. We do uh, um uh Ewok Hunt. Yeah, Luke, we haven't, had a, we haven't had a, a game night in we'll, a while. We'll start throwing those on. Uh, okay. where there might be one Saturday night. Uh, my college football team doesn't play, so maybe. <laughs> Wait, Nebraska's got a got a bye week. Yeah, they've got two bye weeks, actually, because we suck so much. But anyway, I digress. Um, So so, um, as the tech, as the uh, commando droids come in and attacking, uh, um, Captain Locke, uh, great name, by the way, great commando Mm. name. Uh, He's obviously talking to Eth Ka through through the um, hollow net, and we see him get taken out. It's like. Man, like the, the you get to see in this episode how the commando droids stack up uh, against uh, the um, against the clones, and I think that's the most interesting dynamic because it's like it's two lethal troopers. What what are your guys' thoughts on that kind of dynamic that we see a little bit in this episode? Well, um, I I actually had the same thought as you, where I I thought like why don't they just make more of these droids because <laughs> yeah. these droids are actually effective. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I I kept having flashbacks when um the the um forget their exact name, but Grievous's guards when they went up the against band guards. Yeah. Yes. Um and I kept having these thoughts of when Obi-Wan would like dispatch them real easily, but like for everyone else it didn't seem like it was that simple to uh, get rid of. Mm-hmm. Onyx? Well, I understand why they use them sparingly, but if I was going to, if, if I was Grievous, I would have like a full battalion with them, uh, yeah. of them with me at any time. Cause I'm like, these guys are effective. They're bigger than the super battle droids. Those guys are just basically, they can take a lot of punishment, but mm-hmm. that's it. These guys are killing commandos. I'm like, I need, I need more of these. Invest oh, yeah. in these. Yeah. And if, and if you remember playing the, uh, the old PlayStation two battlefront two, um, the Magna guards had just regular blasters. Like, why don't you just equip those with staffs and blasters? Okay, just yeah. like Grievous. He's got a, got a gun on his side and make a way for it to work. Make yeah, the Separatist Army way more effective. Me, 
is it just me, but does Grievous not seem as as intimidating? I, I, I yeah. And I know I'm speaking from a biased lens here. I'm going to be 100% honest because, like, I remember him vividly from the 2003 Clone Wars cartoon, and he was a absolute unit when he was yes. on the field. And and I kind of I kind of miss that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the grievous we have now, but I feel the coughing and everything else. I'm like, you're not as intimidating because I I I, mean, I think he was supposed to have more of that Count Dracula type type feel. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I was supposed to get. Whereas Vader was supposed to be Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I mean, like, I totally agree with you. Grievous in 2003 was horrifying. I remember yeah. watching that as a kid being like, what is this thing? <laughs> like, what is happening? What? Like, he's taking out Keanu Moody, which, by the way, we are... we. we we hate Keanu Moody. Yeah, a- he, he didn't just take out Keanu Moody. He took out five, hey, five Jedi. Right? Shock T. Like, like he Keanu took Moody, out two Shaggy. masters on the count on on like right Shaggy. Definitely that was Shaggy. Yeah, so no one yeah. says. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Like, like Grievous seems a lot less menacing in the show in this show mm-hmm. than he does in 2003, and I think that's yeah. a big ripe for everything david for for this clone wars um the the canon clone wars he seems more like a, a saturday morning uh I'll, I'll get you next time type of um <laughs> bad guy mm-hmm. like i kept getting like rita rita repulsive vibes from power rangers like i'll get you <laughs> next week on the next episode and then it just it's the <laughs> yeah. same thing but the no. 2003 clone wars and the like the the comics from back in the day he was so much more menacing and like a more prominent bad guy. It, it was it was kind of kind of a shame they took that all away. Yeah, and right. he was so much more violent. He was like <laughs> it wasn't like, even I, not even comparable to what we get in like, Ross and in Clone Wars. Like I think people really like I I kind of wish we had more like because I know Clone Wars is for it's geared for kids. But it had a lot of a. There were some adult moments in there where I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm watching Plenty. a child show." Like when Asajj stabbed that one clone, but she pulled yeah. him in and kissed him and pulled him. Yeah. I was like, "Like this is for kids, right?" Like they I know mean, she's a baddie. She's and a baddie. I she's a baddie, but I was like, "Oh yeah, this is kind of <laughs> yeah, a little, little risky." Right? Like, little risky. Put that 13 in front of that PG rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. You're absolutely Jesus. right. But um, so like Grievous coming in, like David said, and and uh, like he like the commando droids and the clones do their whole little thing and then they get taken out and then the man guards come in and then here's Grievous to, and Eth Koth does not back down like oh, no. this guy. I, I will say in this episode, particularly the lightsaber combat is top notch in the it's 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 top notch throughout the entire series. But I think this is probably one of the best episodes for lightsaber combat anybody else oh absolutely i'm right with you on that luke i I also agree i think this episode in general was very much action-packed like you got to see it on full display like they were showing off all the bells and whistles in this episode with that so i yeah and as we yeah as we go on later the one jedi in particular that i was impressed with by how she fought was adi galia she was very impressive (laughs) and obviously later down in clone wars we find out about her her eventual fate but her her handling herself against Grievous is she did it so well and she stood her ground and it was just 
I just didn't think that Adigalia was that skilled. But I was like, yeah. oh yeah, wait, she's like she's a Jedi Master, she's skilled. She she can I don't know, man, but she did such a good job with her portrayal in this show. And she's on the council too. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah David, your thoughts? No, I I just, I just thought of that one moment where she came flying in, like she yeah, from the side, barely put his guard up to block her. That was really cool. And like, I only know of Addy Gallier from Jedi Starfighter. Like that's my only. Oh yeah, I, I have that game. Right. <laughs> yes. I was first introduced to that character in um, the Legends comic book, where she seemed to have a thing with Mace. Like they were closer than they appeared, and she got a. I think she got cut down by. Dooku, but I think it was either Dooku or Grievous that she got cut down in the old comic. But that was my first time. I remember reading that in like uh How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Here's to holiday traditions, the ones that started as a quick laugh but are now irreplaceable. Here's to the recipes that require grandma's mixing bowl because they just won't taste the same without it. The Chinette brand believes in spending more time on traditions and less time cleaning up. With the Chinette Crystal, Comfort, and Classic Collection, we can help make your holiday celebrations better for years to come. Here's to mixing timeless traditions with a few new ones. Here's to us, all of us. To find out more, visit mychinette.com. A Barnes Noble, and I saw that. I was like, oh no, like you were the other cool <laughs> chick like, who got cut. I didn't know her name at the time I was a kid. Yeah. But, like, the reason how I, I remembered her name was because I always mixed Stasali and Adigalia together because they're both Thalothians. Mm-hmm. So I was like, which one is which? But I was like, oh, Stasali dies in Revenge of the Sith, okay. and Adigalia is in Clone Wars. So. I put the, I, for some reason I put those two together. I was like, I thought they were one character. Yeah, I also because they're, well, because they're the same species. So I'm like, uh, okay, but now that I know that it's different, that makes a whole lot. That makes a whole lot of sense because I'm like, yeah, Wait, none of them are in Dira Stokes. Let me just clarify that. What the heck? Like, what's going on here? But yeah, like the lightsaber combat in this episode, top notch. I absolutely loved it. It was it was so well done CGI wise, especially for a show that came out in 2010. 2010. This was when when season season two oh. was twenty ten. Yeah, the show came out in 08. Yes, so oh. it was it was really really good. So obviously, Grievous gets the upper hand because of the man guards. That's that's literally the only way he ever wins a battle is that mm-hmm. if he's got like support, like like the overwhelming support, or if the Jedi is just not very good, right? Like unless he's fighting a, an opponent who is clearly like not up to par, which I feel like is not really, I feel that's not fair to him because no. it's like this guy was trained by Count Dooku, guys. Like he was the duelist of that era. Like put mm-hmm. a little respect on his name. I don't. These guards are for show. I don't need help to beat. Yeah, but I mean, he is—he's—he gets outmastered by Kit Fisto in in the Grievous arc, and then he gets, sure. and then this one he gets beat by Obi Wan and uh, and um, Matt. Well, he beats Master Koth only because of the Man Guards. No, they were those Magna Guards when they interfered with that fight. I was so angry. They're the epitome 
of not respecting the 1v1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Battlefront 2. That is exactly what it is. You're absolutely right. Like, come on. This is my fight. Get out of here. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, so then we, so we get a shot, uh, we go to the Jedi temple on Coruscant. Um, we see a hollow transmission from Grievous, um, basically saying that he's won victory and he's got Master Koth and that, um, he's going to torture him because he's, he's not going to kill him because the Jedi would want that. He wants to make them suffer, which makes him a little bit more menacing. I get that. I like that. Like that's, that's the. And it's true, the Jedi would want him. Would would he would rather die than you know? And, and they would rather see Koth die than be tortured because it's kind of the philosophy of the Jedi. I'm one with the Force. The Force is with 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 me. Just like how Luminara talks about Barris and Ahsoka being gone, she's willing to let uh, the people that she cares about go. Um, unlike. One particular Jedi that is yeah. very famous and doesn't like to give up any attachments. And mine, stuff. mine, mine. Yeah, pretty much. No one else's. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought it was really interesting how Commander Wolf was able to notice the sign language. Yeah. Um, and the was... other and the Jedi didn't notice it, which I thought was odd too, because I'm like, I thought someone would have. Well, I mean, obviously, someone of the Jedi Order would have seen like he was trying to communicate to them that way. Oh yeah, kind of disappointed with that, but I that guess was it's awesome just that he got that in. Yeah, I guess it's just Star Wars version of Morse code. Um, <laughs> just pretty much. So J nineteen. Yeah. So I was like, there's so many cool ways that they communicate. Like even in that deleted scene of Revenge of the Sith, I know it was a joke when oh Anakin and Obi Wan are talking like <laughs> yeah. droids. He's talking in binary the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, like, like, uh, I think we should do this. No, that's not gonna work. How about? Oh, oh, I like that one. <laughs> um, so Obi Wan is able to pick up on it after Plo Koon's like, "Hey, Commander Wolf is caught on to this," um, and he is able to uh, figure out that Master Koth is being held out in the Salukamai system. And uh, Adi Gala, uh, how do you say her name? Target Adi Galia. Adi Galia is like in the Salukamai system. There's no separatist ships out there. And it's like, first of all, Grievous got the jump on you guys. Of course he's there. Like, right. come on. Your intel's, your intel's being fed to you by the man that's running this entire war. Come on. <laughs> Let, let's, let's just call it as it is. Um, so Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan first volunteers. Anakin and then obviously Adigalia also um, go into uh, offering that they will go save Master Koth. Now, going back to the hologram a little bit, why are there younglings there? So I don't know why they're... That bothered the absolute <laughs> hell out of me because, what? like, he had them and then Yoda was like, oh, yeah, take the younglings out. I was like, why are they here? Why? Why? Like, why? Uh, why are the younglings here? They don't need to be seeing this. Hey, have a hey it's a foreshadow. It's a foreshadow. They're going to be seeing something much more violent later on in the series. <laughs> very, very true. I was like, oh, what's that? We got we got a message from the killer death machine robot? Yeah, bring the kids in there. I want them to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just want a little foreshadowing. Um, But real quick, Brooke. Brooke is in the house. B. Dazzler. Hey. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take a moment here. Guys, fellow Boba Fett Stan. Yep, fellow Boba Fett Stan. Uh, she's got amazing Etsy sh shop that's called uh, Far Far Away Factory. 
Uh, you can find it. Uh, it has an Instagram. It's on Etsy. She does uh, custom uh, Air Force Ones. She does jackets. She does, yeah, everything under the sun. Go go, um, uh, follow her. She's awesome. Uh, so we just like to give her a shout out every single time she comes in here. And you might be seeing her very, very soon. I'm telling um, you, Brooke is one of the most talented people I've met on TikTok. Absolutely. And she's so awesome. She's so nice. Guys, go give her a follow and whatnot. Um, so that... So we go from obviously the younglings leaving. They talk. Yoda puts a little insight, and I'm just like, what? I'm like so lost. I'm I'm like still so drawn by the pad the padawans and the and the younglings being there. I'm like, what? Why do you do this to yourself? Yep. And then Anakin's like, we must destroy that monster, or someone said that. Yes. And then Yoda's like, on that we agree on. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> we all want to kill Grievous. <laughs> David, your thoughts? On the pot no, ones? I just I just thought of like when they had Ahsoka there, but she didn't speak. She was just there ushering them out. Like that was her whole yeah. purpose to get the pot ones out. And oh it, it was also weird when Anakin clearly is saying we need to destroy him and Yoda's like, Yeah, I totally get that. It's like what? That doesn't sound like that matches up at all. It's not very Jedi esque. Yoda, what are you doing? <laughs> what happened to High Republic Yoda? The heck? Why aren't you making more like goodies Listen, and stuff that is high, not high for republic, light and life come on high, high republic yoda was you know those, those were the good old days whatever happened he was like i am just over all this like this kumbaya nonsense is not working we got he became that Jordan. that old man that like yeah. just hates everything the, the clint eastwood of star wars is old yoda <laughs> my snake yeah. is not medium rare yeah. <laughs> yeah everybody everybody thinks cad bane is clint eastwood no it's 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 prequels yoda for sure right. <laughs> um so then we get a shot of obi-wan obviously commanding a light cruiser and three frigates and then three cruisers as well um the plan is to get uh, Anakin Adigala. Adigali. I'm not going to get this name. Galia. Adigalia. Adigalia. <laughs> oh, how about this? How about whenever that her name pops up, I'm you just gonna, let me say her name. I'm going to point. I'm <laughs> going to point to Char. I'm going to be Char. Be like Anakin and. <laughs> um. So uh, the plan is to get Anakin and Adigalia. Uh, coordinates so that they can jump in and kind of do some reconnaissance uh stuff. Um. So Obi Wan's obviously going to get. Grievous's attention because you know their whole back and forth. It, it's yeah. so weird because if you think about it, Grievous and Obi Wan have that really have that kind of relationship, but so does Grievous. So does um uh Obi Wan and Ventress. Yeah, they. It's so yeah. weird how Obi Wan has that vibe. Like, hmm. it's it's the sass. Like, it's, it is. It's the sass. I was gonna say it was the answer. <laughs> you're fighting somebody and they're constantly talking smack and like you. You're the one I'm gonna hurt first. Like out of everybody else, you first. David, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so thoughts like, on that? Well, um, yeah, I, I think Obi Wan has just has that energy about him where like he's got he's he's, he's got the sass so much that Ventress and Grievous are like, okay, you, I'm I'm gonna go after you. You are my enemy now. Kenobi's just one in a million. <laughs> Onyx, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? No, no, that that was that was pretty much it. Because like that is Obi Wan's whole. <laughs> he really does. He does. He absolutely does. Because <laughs> and... I really felt it with him and Ventress for a while. Because I'm like, you guys are just get a don't tell Satine. Yeah, don't, right. Don't, don't tell Satine. 
Corky Kenobi. Uh, Julia Christine. She's not here, but you got to give her credit. Yeah, I know. No, but um, I, I love how the fact that Obi-Wan is most known for his one-liners and his trash talk. Like a lot of athletes, a lot of people just know them because of how they talk. Yeah, absolutely. And then JJ's like Ventrobi is my shameful crack ship. So you're shipping that relationship. I think that's not I think that's very not a good idea. I think it's, she's better off toxic. with Quinlan. She's better it, with Quinlan. Oh, don't get me started on how <laughs> I was we were criminally robbed of how that book was supposed to be its own arc in the series i was like yes. damn it like i want this arc i want to see it yeah give it to me absolutely absolutely um so obviously obi-wan gets um grievous's attention uh we also see grievous throughout this episode um he it's just so funny that he just doesn't care about the droids and and it's from starting in season one he just does not care. Even when Dooku has said over a, a, a ton of time, those are expensive. It's not cheap. And it's like, what? Grievous doesn't care. Just give him the commando droids. He'd probably respect those things. I mean, they're, they're efficient at getting their job done. Like, I'm not yeah. watching, like, a whole battalion of these things get done up by one Jedi. I'm like, God, my God. And, and, and Grievous does that in Revenge of the Sith, too. When when everyone comes into the uh, the deck of the Invisible Hand, he, he just tells all the droids to stay at their stations and just uh, uh, simply just get their heads chopped off. Yep. <laughs> stay yeah. at your stations. I'm gonna walk over here and do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk around. Pretty much. Uh, so, what are your guys' thoughts on on boom, boom, with boom. the um, droids? You get kind of the same vibe. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh. like um, when when they're all like powering down, he he wouldn't let them on like to, to ride something to save on power. Mm-hmm. Cuts one of them down. Um, it, they're just there for comedy to like just all 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 their batteries die, they fall over. Yeah. He even backhands one at one point. I mean, he does not <laughs> care. And and he throws one before yeah. he gets into that escape pod. <laughs> yeah, like it's this is not yours. Exactly. It's that cartoon villainy for me. I'm just like, hey, you, you, you're complaining about like, oh, I need like I'm trying to get away. But I'm like, dude, you're cutting down your own army. Yeah. And there's maybe like 10 of them. Stop yeah. It. yeah. 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 They're expensive. They're not, they're not cheap. Um, so obviously Grievous boards the, gets the um, light cruiser. They obviously use a tractor beam to get, get the, uh, the ship there. He makes his way all the way to the bridge. Him and Obi-Wan have a nice back and forth. And I love this back and forth because Obi-Wan... Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history. Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. 
And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Is really using his words to get to Grievous. He's like, what have you to get? Uh, like, what is the purpose of you? What is the purpose of you in this army? Like, this doesn't, like, what are you fighting for? Like, you're just using droids. And Grievous says the line of, uh, "It my sole purpose is to rid, uh, rid the galaxy of Jedi. I believe is the line that is said. Um, thoughts on the back and forth between Obi-Wan and Grievous in the small little section, like not only combat, but like the back and forth. Onyx, I'll start with you. I think hmm. Grievous, Obi-Wan says a lot of things to Grievous that knowing what we know about the, the prequels, you're like, mm. when, when he's talking about like, you're just a, a army with no soul and they just mm-hmm. follow orders. I'm like, oh man, if you, if you only knew. Like mm-hmm. you, you have robots of a different kind. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting watching him talk about it. And I'm like, he doesn't know. And Grievous, I feel like has, oh, I, I think he has insight at that point. Like he, he's aware of the end game. So a little, it's, I think. It, it's, it's interesting watching that go back and forth. But I, I'm curious because I don't know if they changed Grievous's origin story, but I want to know how he got to be the general that we know. I know how he got there before, but I don't know if they changed anything about his origin. From what I know, he was shot down by by order of Gre- uh not order of Grievous, by order of Dooku. Dooku. Right. And Dooku manipulated him and said that the Jedi was the one or were the ones that caused him to receive that augmentation and becoming the Star Wars RoboCop. But um Right. And uh I I I'm pretty sure this is legends, but Dooku does like some Sith heart stun technique to where he's able to work on Grievous, but his organs maintain their regular function. And I don't know, but yeah, that was essentially his hatred of Jedi is really, really strong. Like he's like, Mm -hmm. I got it. We got to wipe you guys from the galaxy. And I remember obviously like, like uh, Jar Jar had said from um, legends, he he was part of a a race on a planet where they were battling uh, another species that they shared the same planet. But yeah, that species hunk. had access, right? And they had access mm-hmm. to the Senate, and they made it seem like they were being attacked by this other race when they were the ones doing all the aggression. The aggression, mm-hmm. and the Jedi, being pawns of the Senate, just helped them out and like really did some damage to his people. So that's how I understood his hatred. But I don't know how it is now. So yeah. I always think it's interesting that his vendetta is more than just like following orders. It is personal. Like I want to kill you guys and wipe you out because you serve no purpose other than be pawns of politics. Yeah, Even Dooku, when he's talking about... Yeah, yeah Dooku just manipulates him the entire time. He learns that from Sidious, uh, how how he's able to use his words in a way to where they're extremely convincing. You can buy it, and you can follow through on it. Just like how Palpatine does with Anakin. Yep. Dooku did the same thing with Grievous. Yep. And it translates into how Grievous is now. Because finally, we usually see Obi-Wan talk a lot of smack and fun talk, but now we kind of get a little bit of a personal... A personal jabs. Yeah, he goes for the right. throat. David, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought that um, we were we were talking about before about how Grievous always runs away. This is one of the few episodes where I'm like, huh, he's actually fighting. Like, there's actually fights going on, mm-hmm. and the, the whole banter or the 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 dialogue between Obi Wan and Grievous was very significant in that fashion because it's like we the audience know a lot more about it. And it's like, oh, okay, so they're they're both gonna get a rude awakening at the end of this. Mm-hmm. 
No, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then right when they're done talking, obviously Grievous takes out his other two lightsabers and they go to town. Yeah, so it's not the first time it was that a he great sees fight. it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's still like like the that lightsaber, the lightsaber combat, and with the jabs that Obi Wan was saying and like the back and forth, I felt like that scene in particular really did a good job of like elevating the episode for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, so uh, before Grievous gets into uh, the light cruiser, Anakin. Uh, and Adigalia. Um and Rex uh are all uh so they uh, so there's a back and forth and she asks, How close are you going to get to it? And he goes, Pretty close. And I love the fact that he comes out of hyperspace and he just weaves and bobs, and I'm like, this just cements that he's the best pilot in the galaxy. Right. It it just there's no argument. Like Luke's great, he blew up the Death Star, but like Anakin came out of hyperspace in a space battle and didn't crash into anything. Like, I think that's extremely impressive. The other thing is, so they're able to cut through the, um, this just might be me, but when they land, they uh, land uh, upside down, right? So Mm -hmm. how do they get into the actual ship? Because they can't cut through their ship because there's a gap. So I'm kind of kind of conflicted on how they actually get into the ship to able to get into the hole where they come out of anybody else got thoughts i think they just found it just like another ventilation shaft maybe i don't know but i didn't didn't get that either how they just went up and they just found this empty end and they all were able to stack in there yeah and then anakin makes by far the most perfect circle i've ever seen (laughs) yeah (laughs) now i'm thinking about i don't know how they i just I think I kind of yada yada that in my mind. So yeah. like, I just assumed like in the ship, there was like a, a floor panel where they could just open and it opened up to the the, the, the back of the ship. So they just cut open and then they kind of went through that. I I don't know why. Now that you said that, I'm like, I got to watch that again. I was like, how did you get in there? Yeah, because you assumed... can't cut through the ship because right. then you all die. So it still doesn't make sense. Uh, David, right. your thoughts? Yeah, I, I didn't even like that didn't even cross my mind i just kind of like it was like one of those things where it's just oh okay now now they're in the ship i didn't even think of the process mm-hmm. but when when you think maybe it's just like they had um breathers and like you don't see like that part they just go yeah. inside somehow yeah um but yeah i i also that shot when he's exiting hyperspace and just twists that was a great shot yes. to see it all just happen at once yep. um but yeah brooke brooke is right hera Hera's probably better. <laughs> she, uh, okay, fine, Brooke. I, I, I can I give them one A, one B because I feel like Hera could have done that, but like Anakin with the whole Jedi, like gets a little bit of more of an edge. But maybe I'm just biased because he's my favorite character. Cause... So, so like we, we can't compare. Like Anakin compared to everyone else who can't use the Force is not fair when they're using. I, like, I agree. A pilot, like he's the best Force user pilot I've seen. So I'm like, all right, I'll give him that. If we're going like non-force users, I feel like Han, Poe, Hera yeah. have to be in that conversation. No, yeah, like, Mr. Giazzi, Mr. G- Leox Giazzi. <laughs> <laughs> but another another really good um, um, force wielding pilot is actually Stacey Teen. He actually prefers fighting in a spaceship rather than fighting with his lightsaber. 
Yes. That's, that's how the, much he likes flying over nah. actually, com- you know, combating on land. And you see that in the 2003 Clone Wars as well. And you see it in the uh, the um, the end of season one, right? The it was a, it was a few episodes in season one. It was the um, I forgot the name of the uh, oh no, it's like Lola Sayu, I believe. Mm-hmm. The Battle of Lola Sayu. That was where oh, okay. we see him get to fly. Well, and he also flies uh, the um, Jedi Starfighter in the Citadel arc as well. Mm-hmm. When they go in, in That's another capture, uh, they try to get uh, the Jedi out of there. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that Stacey Teen is a very skilled pilot. Underrated arc. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. That's but the anyway. guy with the two horns on his head, right? Yes. I'm going to play. Okay. Yes, right. yes, yes. I was making sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, the one I that like this name connects. Yeah, yeah, one of the guys that got cut down by Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. Um, so obviously we got off on a little bit of chan- tangent because yeah. that did make sense to me. I apologize. We're talking about the best pilot in the galaxy. Yeah. Um, right. so they cut through the hole and I like, uh, mm. like I was thinking the same thing. Wow. They all fit in there. Awesome. <laughs> okay. I can look past that. It gave me clown car vibes. It did. Where it's like very small, but you can fit like 15 people in there. <laughs> yeah. And then they just start, you know, you see, you see Cody and <laughs> Cody and Anakin and Rex and Obi-Wan and Adi Galia and all these other people. <laughs> I'm like, how do they all fit in there? The tube's yeah. like maybe like a good three feet long yeah. or three feet wide. So I found that <laughs> kind of like, funny. But uh, yeah, pretty much. So while obviously Obi-Wan's doing the great job of distracting, uh, we get Anakin and Adi to Ga- say it again. Adi Galia. Adi Galia. I'm gonna. How, how, how do you mess it up so many times? You're I like, don't I, know. I can't Adi say the Galia. I, I just I don't know. Um. So we get the command droid, which is another. I swear, just make commando droids and command general droids. Just make them the like main generals and in, in, in special ops because. I, I I truly believe this. I love the Republic, but the Separatists would have won hands down if they would have used the right resources. Oh man, it would have been a bad time for the Absolutely. Republic. Absolutely. The fact that they got the Coruscant was ridiculous. Yeah. I, I digress. <laughs> no, yeah. So uh, obviously Anakin and Adi de Gallia. Um, uh, hey, at least you tried. I I, <laughs> I, I, I sort of got it. Uh, yeah. So they obviously see Master Koth. Um, being tortured by the command droid and he obviously the command droid obviously thinks that he's outwitted the two jedi oh is he wrong uh anakin force pulls him cuts off the arm pushes him back and the entire the the comedic comedy is just great like the droid trying to get the arm and let me let me tell you this that sequence where he's like i press this again or take one step forward and your friend dies ha uh-huh. ha uh, I got so <laughs> mad. I wanted to punch my phone when I was watching this. I, I was so, so mad. And actually, there's a fun fact about that droid. His name is TV94, like TV, like television, 94. And he's voice acted by Matt Lancer. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's Matt Lancer? I have no idea. Help. Matt Lancer, he voice acts Anakin. Anakin. Get and out he, of here. And he also <laughs> plays that one um, New Republic soldier who gets killed by in that Mando. Twilight and Mandalorian. In the first season. Oh. Yeah. When when Dim is on the oh. mission with Mayfeld and Berg and yeah. all those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and then obviously the, the Adi Galia and Anna <laughs> I love how you say it, and then you point. <laughs> I, I do. I just to make sure that I'm saying it right. Um, so they take out all the droids, and he, the the other the commander gets a hold of it, tries to press the button, and then realizes that his arm's gone. Was right, just like that perfect. You see the joint just twist. I'm like <laughs> no, poor guy. Yeah, he was uh, trying to complete his mission. Thoughts on that whole sequence? hilarious <laughs> like yeah. just the utter defeat be like yeah i got the arm and then it's like well i mean coming to curiosity stream go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with dino week from new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. That would be the arm that you would use to press. So you were holding the arm. You can't do anything, guys. Ah, man. Yeah, about uh, halfway through the shuffle, I'm like, oh, wait, how is he going to press it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, wait. You didn't think this one through, right? Yeah, like I said, it was so funny when I just see him have the arm, and all you see is his his, his shoulder joint just twist. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. tried. He tried. He did try. Um, so obviously they're able to save Master Koth. Um, Obi Wan alerts them that Grievous is escaping. Obviously tells Cody. Uh, Grievous takes out the the clones pretty easily. Um, but. You have to think about the clones, what the clones do. And I that was one of my most memorable parts of this episode was because of what the clones did and the whole 212 working together to take him down. Oh, yeah. That uh-huh. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously they failed. So they Obi-Wan's coming after Grievous. Um, they've got two... Uh, pilots that are trying to detach from the um main separatist frigate all of a sudden the the middle cuts out and let me tell you like when they're getting sucked into the vacuum of space like that is my fear of dying if i ever go to i won't go to space i'm not going to space that that's that's done i'm because if something happens and i get sucked into space that is probably my biggest fear now of life to be honest Cause it's like there's no there's no air you're 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 dying in nothing and it's just blackness it's, it's so scary anybody got thoughts on that yeah I find it weird because I remember because um I don't know who the who was that shot that grappling line I, I think it was Cody yeah it was yep. Cody mm-hmm. yeah but if you remember that scene I keep on mentioning Revenge of the Sith but that that scene where the glass breaks oh, and they're all yeah. like they're all like gasping for air. How come a, none of them or, or Obi-Wan is just, just casually just walking up like it's no problem? <laughs> so, like, the, like Cody, I can see because he has the helmet, but mm-hmm. Obi-Wan 
I'm just like, we're just going to yada yada over that. Or he's like, I'm using force. Hold your breath. So I'm <laughs> like, he, he's just walking like behind him is a vacuum to space. Like you can't breathe in there unless you get into a shielded area. Right. <laughs> how, how is he just casually doing this? Yeah. David. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's another thing that I did not even think of. I just kind of watched the scene and like them climb up. I was actually, even though I knew Addie Gallia's fate, I was more concerned when she was just there, and Grievous was in the vicinity. It's like, oh, Grievous can easily cut you down. Like, oh my god. Like I, I forgot about uh, when she met her demise exactly. So I'm okay. like, is this it? That's I what forget. I thought. Addie Gallia shot the rope. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Grievous ends up escaping the Jedi's capture again. Again, um, he like we said, he takes out the droid trying to get into the skate pod. Poor B ones, they they never last in this show. Never. Um, and he gets away. Uh, Obi Wan is very much like Anakin in the Bane uh, in the Bane arc. Uh, we gotta go capture Grievous. Well, we can't really do that right now. We gotta get Master Koth back. And then I I found that so funny because it's like. That's not Obi-Wan at all, but I mean, in the heat of the moment, that makes sense. Anybody else got thoughts on that? I thought it was very interesting watching him take on... He's taken... He Obi-Wan is more Anakin than he likes to admit. So, because what he did was exactly what Anakin would have done. Normally, be like, we gotta go after him. Like, I mean, he's gone. We, we got other... We gotta make sure this guy gets out of here. Be like, right, right. Okay, we, we gotta do that. He had to be reminded by AG because I can't say that name. He got mm-hmm. he had to be reminded by AG be like, hey, we gotta we gotta go. Like Anakin's waiting. He's like, okay. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Obi Wan had she not said anything would have pursued him. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it would have been disastrous. Um, yes, it would have been absolutely disastrous. Uh, David, it, it was interesting to see just how personal that rivalry like was for him. Like his whole point in life now was to capture Grievous, bring him to justice. And it's like this rivalry just blossomed during their fights. And it was very, very Anakin of him. So like, there's a lot of parallels there. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's going to be it for the episode for episode nine. And do you mind if I bring it back to, uh, that, that scene oh, where yeah. the 212 try to take down Grievous. Yeah, absolutely. I love how they miss all of their blaster shots, but that one grappling line shot just gets him in the back and they start pulling and then they all tackle him like he's like Jerome Bettis about to get a touchdown. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. They all just stack on him and then he's just like, get off me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. Um, X Core. No, th- no, go ahead. Now that I'm thinking about it, how come no one used stun on Grievous? That's well. Well, there's a lot of just cause moments in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because I was, I was just, I was just thinking about. It. I was like, well, if we can't hit him, this is like a shotgun wave of just knock him out real quick, right? Like, yeah, we have three yeah. Jedi here. We can definitely hold I, him. I saw that one line, and I'm like, why doesn't everyone use a grappling hook? Just like 50 of them, just dragging Grievous back, and you know, right? Yeah, just like they do in the uh, the uh, season one episode where they all go to Grievous's lair. They do. They oh, do. Yeah, that. when they pull off, they the, do pull yeah. him. They like cut it. The Jedi cut his legs, and they use and the clone troopers use the grappling hooks on their DC, the bigger guns, the longer. I ra- believe they're called DLT 19s. Yeah, DLT 19s, I and think. they just started pulling them. Uh, but I totally agree, David. Why don't they just do that? Like, come on. 
Um, Xcore, thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Go check out his Twitch stream after uh, the podcast. Um, uh, go check out Cantina, uh, Conspiracy Cantina every other Thursday. Uh, no, every other Tuesday. Um, it's great with him and Jedi, uh, Jedi Master DePaul. Go check out that podcast on YouTube. Um, but to episode 10, The Deserter, ready to do the plot summary, HR? Yeah, and to correct the blaster that the, um, the clones use, like not the pistols, um, the rifles are called DC 15 A's. Okay, DC 15. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, the, the DC 15s are the pistols. Okay. But the DC 15 A's are the, the assault rifles, rifles. that okay. they use. Okay. I was waiting for you to point at me so I can say Adigalia again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Yep. Fugitive! Though the Republic has won many decisive battles against the Separatist army in the Outer Rim, the Jedi have failed to capture the elusive General Grievous. After specifically targeting members of members, <laughs> members of the Jedi Council, a trap was sent. But following a fierce confrontation, the George General managed to escape to the surface of the planet Salukamai. Now the chase is on as General Kenobi leads a squadron of clone troopers and closes in on his desperate target. Good job. Memeters. Memeter. Memeter. So we start on. Obviously, we see the crash site in the last up. We see Grievous's ship get hit. It's obviously going down to crash. They crash land. Uh, Obi Wan tells uh, Anakin that he has to deal with the space battle and that he will go after Grievous himself. Um, so we're down on Salukamai. Uh, he lands with both ca- uh, Commander Cody and Captain Rex. Uh, and they are hot on the trail. Um, and Grievous is very much antsy to get away because he knows that if he is caught, it, they're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we were talking about earlier, uh, he's not very, this is really kind of the biggest point. Like he's not very nice to be B ones because that this is where he backhands one of them and takes out another. Um, also, char or if anybody knows what is general grievous writing because he uh, that's what anakin writes in episode two correct he writes a reek r-e-e-k a reek the okay. same you know you you can what? see like the the red and black colored skin and then you see the three horns that come out of the beast head yeah so yeah. that was one thing that i noticed i was like wait i've seen that beast before and that was an attack of the clones in the arena so mm-hmm. it was a cool little uh cool little uh snippet that i uh caught on to yeah, so General Grievous is uh, using the, a radio transmitter to find the last pod um, to get all of his all of his bearings together and to get a working the last working pod so that they can obviously hail the other Separatist fleet to come pick them up. Um, Obi Wan uh, de- decides to um, spread out his forces. He sends Rex. Um, Jesse, I believe hard Rex, case yeah, hard case, boom, hard case go. and kicks, um, uh, on on speeders to go check one sector, and they will go check at the other, and then they'll meet in the middle. Um, so as Rex and Jesse and hard case and kicks are all all on their speeders, uh, their snipers again, commando droids. I'm telling you, just keep making those. Uh, <laughs> shoots uh Rex right in the chest. And, like, I remember watching it for the first time when I was a kid. I was like, oh, well, Rex is dead. 
my favorite clone, my, my favorite clone's dead. This is great. Um, <laughs> but like that that armor is so much stronger than the stormtrooper armor. It's ridiculous. Oh man, is it yeah. really good? Because I'm like that stormtrooper would have died immediately. Yes! Like, he would have ragdolled about three feet behind him. Just fell over. Like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. there, there goes Rex. Like, it would have been like that thing. one. I believe that that one stormtrooper on Takudana. I think believe is FN two one nine nine, the one with the the control baton, yep. the one he's about to go down on Finn, and then and then Chewie, Chewie just shoots him, and then he goes, "Woo!" Yeah, that <laughs> was what would have happened if Rex was in stormtrooper armor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, they even made a joke about it in Rebels, I think, when Rex was putting on, like, stolen Stormtrooper armor. He's like, this sucks. Yeah. This is not like, quality this is, at all. Like, this stuff is cheap. Why would I ever wear this? You wear this into battle? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, they, obviously, Jesse and Hardcase and Kix all, um, all obviously... They chase after the commando droids. Um, I can't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do they do catch them? Yeah, correct. They do. They kill them both. Yeah, because I remember the second commando droid does like some weird spin before he dies. I remember that. <laughs> Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family. If something were to happen to me, the mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. And I, I actually was left wondering, like, what was the point? You shot one clone, you ran away, and you got utterly destroyed by the speeder bikes. <laughs> yeah. And they're commando droids, too. It's not like they're not capable of running away. Yeah. yeah. Guys, 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 we need the plot to move forward. That's why they did. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, he took more shots. Like, yeah. a droid, a real assassin droid, would have shot Rex in the head. And that yeah. would have been the end of it. Yeah, yeah, this is true. We got to remember, this is just for plot. This is just for plot. <laughs> Um, stop getting so much into the nitty gritty. Let's go with it. Um, so, uh, Jesse, uh, sends kicks the medic to check on, uh, to look for Rex while him and Hardcase run down the uh, command droids, destroy them. Uh, so as kicks and Jex- Jesse come or Hardcase and Jesse come back, uh, kicks is taking care of him because he's the medic. All of a sudden, there are some. Hold on here. Adigalia. Oh. No, not Adigalia. Yeah. What are those what are the <laughs> things called the domestic Okay. I think they're EOPs, yes. Yeah, EOPs. Oh, you're uh, talking about those those yeah. domestic animals? Yeah. yeah. And like they the all look- cow looking things? Yes. Mm-hmm. They all look at them and they say and they like, "Oh, these are domesticated. Uh if there's domesticated animals, there's got to be a f- And the clones are like, land. "What what does that matter?" Yeah, and he's like, "What does that matter?" He's like, "If there's farmland, there's a farmer and where there's a farmer there's there's a place to stay 
Um, so they head to where the farmer is, um, back to the crash site. The farmer that no one really cares about. That nobody really cares about. <laughs> right. Um, so back to the crash site, a clone trooper finds a intact droid and Obi-Wan commands him to put it in the ATTE for inspection, which by the way, I, you see the ATTEs are very, they're, they, they seem small a little bit, but really they have, they're huge. When, uh, they're huge. Um, cause when you go into rebels, you see like the inner working of the actual ship, uh, not the ship, but the actual, uh, tank. It's, it's very spacious. Yeah. And also in, uh, wasn't it the Ryloth arc? They, the other walkers, the faster chicken walkers are able to come down out of the ATTE. So it's even more spacious. Are you talking about the, the ATRTs? Yeah. Yes. The reconnaissance yes. transports. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, those are able to come out. So I thought that was interesting that they're just gonna throw them in the lab in the ATT and take a look at them. So I thought that was interesting. Um, obviously they need that to pinpoint the location. Uh, Chris gets the location, calculates it, uh, tells Cody to inform the others that they've picked up on the scent. We're on the scent, boys. Um. Anybody got That's anything to add on that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Anybody else got anything to add on that? I think throughout this entire time, Grievous actually starts to look scared. Because he yes. sees like he sees uh the, the, the ship coming in for a lane. He's like, Kenobi, we have to go. We have to get out of here. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's very and there's, and there's no way he that I thought about it. I was like, there's absolutely no way he would have known that would have been Kenobi. But, like, I guess that battle instinct, I'm like, that has to be him. Like, if anyone's coming down after me, it has to be Obi-Wan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, they... So, back to Kix and Jesse. Um, they take him. They, they remove his armor. Uh, they get to the, um, the farmland with the Twi'lek, who's got a rifle pointed at them. I'm like, okay... That's that's a nice greeting. Thank you. She's like, ch, ch, I'm Sue. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, okay. This. What do you guys want? Yeah, it's like that was a terrible I, French accent. That's not that's not that's not the way <laughs> you want to start this out. Um, and then the she tells them that they can stay in the barn. Uh, they can use that as shelter. Um, I believe the kids come out as well. And talk yeah, to they kind of ruined. They they like ruined her whole intimidation thing. She was like, "You guys can't be here." Like, oh my god! Like, all right. I mean, I told you guys to stay inside. You're making mommy look real soft right now. Like, yeah, I'm trying to scare the bad guys. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, it, it's so funny because they. I can't remember if it's after kicks and and the rest of the clones leave, and it's just Rex when they come up when the kids come up and talk to Rex, and then. You look like my daddy. That yeah, was an interesting. That's what says. That's, that's the daughter. That that's an interesting point that I think is really really missed throughout this episode and really gives meaning to like when when we eventually meet Cut, like the back and forth and in seeing uh, Rex not only see him as a deserter but like understand him as a person, not just a clone. Yeah, I remember first watching this episode when Sheha says, "You look just like my daddy." Yes. Like, what you mean by that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, right, you you right. telling me telling me you uh you have another human or is it another another clone? Yeah, and then I was like, oh wait. Oh mm-hmm. now I see why. <laughs> yeah. Um Kix puts his foot down. Rex is like, I'm okay, let's go. And he's like, No, me being the medic, I overrank anybody. 
for injuries. Right. And I'm like, it's like out of weight kicks. Yeah, I'm like, that's hard for Rex. That's really, really hard for Rex because that's not it, the way he works. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody got some insight on, on on thoughts on that on Rex's struggle to really not give orders but to take orders? I mean, especially working with Anakin, that's got to be really hard too. I was really about I was about to go in that direction because I was like I feel like each clone battalion takes on their Jedi commander and like that was Anakin a hundred and ten percent like oh like you're bleeding out of your arm yeah I'll be all right like just throw something on yeah. it throw some mud in let's keep going like, no they do the the Luke Skywalker the <laughs> yeah. back to battle yeah pretty much um I thought that was interesting uh so they leave Rex gets more rest um. So somebody walks into the barn or sneaks into the barn and mm. and he points a weird looking staff thing, which kind of looks when I looked at it, it kind of looks like what Ahsoka has at the end of uh, yes. Rebels. Yes, it does. It and does. For the life of me, I can't figure out what the hell it is. But, yeah, um... neither can I. I think it's, <laughs> it's just, just like a, an army. Let's staff. just say it's a staff with, with no significance. It's just a staff. No, yeah. <laughs> but it could be something. Great. Just, yeah, just, just be a rake. Yeah, just be a rake. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what we're gonna call it. He points a rake. stick at Rex, very intimidatingly. Yeah, and uh, so Rex obviously pulls the the, the blaster uh, when he's confronted, and he realizes that it's a deserter. And uh, this part, this dialogue between uh, Cut and Rex. Very, very well done. Directed, storyboarded. I, I don't know. It, it's probably the best in, it, conversation-wise between two characters throughout the entire um, the series, to be honest. And this um, is the most important part of Rex's character right here. Yeah. This was the, the beginning. This was like the precursor of Rex knowing that there's more than being or more to being a clone than fighting in a war. Like there's you, you can have so much more purpose in life than fighting for a military and then you see another clone quote unquote what he calls a deserter have a family have a farm have a life outside of war so he gets to understand that a little bit and when he when cut was brought back in bad batch yeah it felt it felt completely full circle yeah it felt normal um aiden talks star wars topics he was in the last episode uh, with Harris hey. Productions for the Giannonis. Giannosis, go follow him on TikTok. He's really got good content. Did you just say Giannonis? Yeah, it's better than it's better than what George Lucas said. We've got a long George, day ahead of us George, tomorrow. I'm just George getting Lucas, started. He calls okay. Giannosis Giannosis. Yeah. So I'll give you a pass. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars lawyer. Giannosis. Yeah, when they were making the uh, like the drafts and outlines of all the uh, the sets, there's like they're on a planet called Giannosis. And, and uh, everyone was like, "We're gonna not call well, it that." Well, George Lucas also called Gungans Goongas. So, <laughs> Goongas. Yeah. Yeah. In the in great. the Goongas. Yeah. Uh, Star oh Wars lawyer God. Chris here. He's been on. Uh, hello, what have we here? Uh, not my greatest Lando, but I, I was. Hello, I'm Lando Calrissian. I'm the I'm the administrator of this facility. And who uh, might you be? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Welcome, it's Chris. Lando. Uh, thanks for joining. I appreciate it. Um, I'm responsible these days. Uh, but uh, I like this comment right here. Forward it's the price you pay for being successful. Yeah, forward in the black. This episode was the first episode I actually felt was engaging to watch. 
yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting because I think it's because of the dynamic between Rex and Cut that really makes this episode what it is. Yeah, because Rex is so focused on fighting the war. Yeah. That any anyone that's against the Republic, especially if you're a clone, is seen it as in his eyes as a traitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, we, I gotta tell someone. I have to alert the Republic that we have a, a deserter among our ranks. Yeah. But then he but understands. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, no, no. All you, all you, all you. No, no, no. Finish, finish, finish. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, it's, and it's so cool because in Bad Batch, when the Batch go and see Cotton Sula Quain and their kids, and they're like, yeah, well, we uh, talked to Rex not too long ago. He's like, wait, you made in contact with Rex? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Rex and Cut became friends after that. And it's been a very long term thing. So seeing their introduction again was very heartwarming to me. So. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um so uh Rex uh obviously confronts Cut uh at being a deserter, which is very harsh in the beginning. Um then he kind of feels it out, cut asks questions like what I thought like I said, I keep saying that okay. it's a great um right. way to bring it in. Uh, so the kids come out and they beg Rex to join them for dinner and all that stuff. Uh, so part of me, I was interrupted. No, you're good. You're fine. <laughs> We're working through this. Uh, so like they beg him to come in. Obviously, he joins them for dinner. Um, and then Rex asks the question, like, where where have you been? Like, what what have you done? Cut. And he explains that he was at the first battle of Geonosis. Which is interesting because, like, that's the beginning, and to see his like him describe like what was going down and the reasons of why he deserted, it really was good for Rex to hear and Rex to see, because it's not every clone thinks the way that that he does. Um, everybody's thoughts on that. When you when you think about it, there was probably more clones like that too. We just only got to see cut. And, um, you know, there's so many other different possibilities that could have happened with each clone because they are clones, but they're also individual personalities. No, yeah, absolutely. I I agree with that sentiment completely. Even the fact that Cut calls him out on it. He's like, you've thought about this. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Because I have. And I'm the closest thing to you in the known galaxy. So I think Rex... Rex had these things in his mind, but he pushed them back because in his mind, his purpose, I am a soldier. I'm going to serve the Republic. This is the greatest honor to die beside my brothers and to bring freedom to the known galaxy. But that's all he's ever known. But I'm sure once they started going from names and numbers, because even when he tries to call Cut, like, what's your rank and number? And then Cut introduces himself and he says, what's your rank and number? He's like, well, my name is Rex. Like, he, he understands the need for individuality. So... And the connection he, right there, he gives he gives into his own life. He, he knows that there's more to life, but he is comfortable with where he's at. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family. If something were to happen to me, the mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills, even things like our annual summer vacation, would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. 
Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. And he tries to push away thinking about anything else past that. Because if Cut had to ask him, what are you going to do after the war? That would have been a blank stare. He probably would have broken Rex. Like, I have no godly idea what I'm supposed to do. After. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's very true. And, and, that, I, and, and that's kind of what they said in last week's episode when they were when they were having that conversation outside of the um, the LAAT, when they were mm-hmm. like, when the war is over, what are we going to do? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm not, no. If there's no war and we're soldiers, what do we got? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. So, Grievous getting away from the farm uh, where Rex is, Grievous manages to reach the last intact uh, um, escape pod. Uh, he prepares to send out a, a distress call um, when he's informed by a droid that the Pod, uh, uh, that, that the droid that had already been there is informing him that life forms are are uh, approaching, and obviously, Grievous is like prepare for battle. Or I, I can't do it. Prepare for battle. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can't and, do that. Not even uh, Matthew Wood can. He just no, needs no. a. <laughs> he's he the actor from too. But um, obviously, when Kenobi and impossible. Up, yep, pretty much. Uh, when Kenobi engages uh, in in the battle, I, I I thought that was an awesome moment, like to see like Kenobi come out of nowhere and like show like his like his agility, and then he comes up behind Grievous and they they clash lightsabers. Like seeing that is always cool. That move that Obi Wan did, I I loved that move where he just like does two hops and launches himself at him. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, very unlike Obi Wan. Yeah. that point um seems like a very ataru kind of fighting yeah so very much uh, anakin yes again another instance of him being more like anakin than he likes to admit no yeah absolutely um however grievous is able to get a shuttle down uses his grappling hook just like he does in revenge of the sith to get away obi-wan again misses grievous and it's just a thorn in Obi-Wan's side throughout this entire arc. Just a thorn in his side. Um, but back to the farmland, uh, Rex and Laquane are talking. Uh, the kids go out to play. Uh, they come up across another escape pod. 
Uh, they walk into it, say hello. Uh, Halloween moment, like scary, like all of a sudden the lights come on and the kids are scared shitless. They they go out. Um, the commando droids are activated, but they're they're damaged. Luckily, they're damaged. Yeah. They're 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 and they're powered down and stuff like that. They're not as as useful as they usually are. Um, but the way Rex and Laquane are in in cut are able to take out the uh, defend the the house. Very very reminiscent of um, what movie is it? it's not Mr and Mrs Jane uh, Mr Smith uh, Mr and Mrs Smith but it's uh there's another movie where like forces come into a house and like two people are defending and maybe it is I'm not sure but they did a great job in that whole sequence like the the, the stakes were really really high because there was a point where Cut could have died and Rex was able to even with his injured arm able to help out. Um, so thoughts on that sequence. Yeah. Before, before, uh, you guys dive in, I have to, uh, obviously I sent in the private chat that I gotta, gotta hop out. Uh, I gotta go okay. do something, but, uh, it was a pleasure talking with you guys and, uh, it was fun. Bro. Yeah. I hope you guys, uh, had it and you guys enjoyed your time and speaking with me and Luke and yeah. yeah awesome. And, uh, dude, I don't think I follow you yet. I will definitely fix that after this. <laughs> also, I will also be following Char Char after this as well. Oh, thank you. There you go. I appreciate it. There you go. Uh, Char, uh, I will be giving you the details on the little announcement later. Okay, depending on how long you guys go afterwards, I might hop back in. But Okay. Because it will take okay. me like maybe like 10 to 15 minutes, but I'm sure you guys like will be probably be done by then. So I don't know. We'll, we might talk a little bit. We've got some stuff in the chat that we have to get to. When I get back, I'll just I'll just pop back in the StreamYard link, and if you guys don't aren't worry. there, oh well. Don't worry. Let's pull a Hail Mary, I'll, I'll I guess. Carry it. But, uh... Don't worry. I've got big shoulders. Don't worry. All right. All right. I got All right. it. All right. I'll see you guys. Thanks. In a bit. Um, so obviously, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I, one of the biggest things that stood out is when, um, Cut actually did like a backwards headbutt to one of them. It's like, that's gotta be really hard. No, yeah. Um, it was was a very horror movie moment though, the whole thing. And I, I swear at least one of those kids is voiced by like a Rugrats cast member because I kept getting like Chucky vibes or something (laughs) from one of those kids. Probably from the little kid, the, the little boy, right? Yeah. Yes. Young, like he did sound like. Now that you said Chucky, that that's all I see now. I'm like, put the big purple glasses, the red hair. I was like, that's uh, that's him. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I, and then so they're able to take out all the command droids. The next morning, Rex uh, prepares to leave. Um and. Uh, the wife asks if he's going to report him and basically Rex is like I, I don't know what you're talking about Deserter mm-hmm. who and it goes to show you from the dis- from the time that he met Cut to when he leaves his perspective and in the character development because he's so headstrong in, in his ways of like being able to fight in the war and stuff his his perspective has changed and that's, I think, the greatest part of this whole entire arc, and in, in, even in the episode, in my opinion. Your guys' thoughts? You know, you, um, I wanted to mention something that happened that we didn't get a chance to talk about, but when oh, yeah. Rex and, and Cut were talking about, like, why he fought for the Republic, Rex talking about, I'm fighting for the Republic because he basically, I'm summarizing, but he basically wanted to prevent an even greater evil so they weren't being... Uh, under a, a, um, a tyrannical government and being yeah. controlled and living in fear. And I was like, oh, my God, 
Like, it, yeah. like the foreshadow is like he has he has no idea. And part of me wonders, like, like I'm sure Rex thinks back when to that time when he was there having that conversation. Like, I had no idea that I was literally the tyrannical government preparing them for this. Like, it's oh, yeah, it's wild. I I always I always like those foreshadows because like you see the innocence of these characters. And they really think they're fighting for the future to make the change, not knowing they are in fact laying the groundwork for the empire. And it's oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's cool it's, and sad. It's deep, very deep yeah. when you think about it. Um, and it also kind of reckons back to the Ryloth arc because yes. they they lead, they 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 come as saviors, and, and then a couple of years later they come back as conquerors. Mm-hmm. Right, and. It, Really so, <laughs> David, thoughts? Yeah, no, I um, I I had that same thought too. Like I, when he was talking about the tyrannical government, I thought of like the fun, the final episodes when he's with Ahsoka, and then he gets controlled by by the chip for a while, and then he gets snapped out of it. It's, he he must have thought back to that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, now 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 I get it. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Late. Um, so everybody in the chat and obviously our two guests, um, obviously Char pieced, he wasn't able to give his ranking. Um, so back to the rankings, uh, radiate again, youngling, bad Padawan. Okay. Jedi Knight. Good. Jedi master. Great. And Jedi master chef's kiss. Um, I'm going to start with David. What's your, what's your ranking of this entire arc, meaning the two episodes? You know, the entire arc, I would pro- even though there was a lot of good development and points, I'm still gonna say Jedi Knight, only because I don't think it was the most impactful of the the other arcs. Okay, no, I I I, I kind of agree with you on that one, Onyx. Uh, that is that was pretty much where I was gonna go, Jedi Knight. Like, it's a good arc. It's not my favorite, or I think the most impactful, but. There is a lot of like the, a lot of foreshadowing. Obviously, the older general, those of us who know what we're heading towards with the with the Clone War series, you mm-hmm. see all the echoes of it. So I enjoyed it for that reason. But yeah. it was a good arc. I, I wouldn't give it anything higher than Jedi Knight. Yep. See. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're good. It, it, this is oh. the first time it's cut out. Usually it cuts out oh, way oh, earlier than that. So I'm impressed. Well, I was like, I thought he froze. And I was like, oh, is this something I said? And I was like, oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Um, Char gives it a Jedi Master because of how much the arc develops char- Rex's character. And that is what made me appreciate the Clone Trooper so much more. But this arc is very touching to me. Yeah, I there totally get that. Um, Cat Lady gives it a Jedi Knight ranking. Uh, Forward into the Black said the second episode makes this arc worthwhile, which I kind of agree with. I like the lightsaber dueling in the first one, um, but uh, I want to get to a comment that Forward into the Black asked earlier. How does everyone feel about the vectors in the High Republic using lightsabers as a key? Huh. In concept, it's cool. In concept, it's cool. Like I like the idea. I think that's awesome. However, um, 
that that's not to turn it on. That's just to use it to fire the weapons on on the light on the on the thing. Yes. Um. I think it's cool in concept, but like heat of the heat of the battle, I, I need to be able to get things done quickly. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm not sure if it's the most efficient practical, way, but practical. There it is. That's the word I was looking. Practical, but like as far as symbolically, why they do it, I think it's very within the Jedi like. The, the Jedi um, mentality for it. I think that that fits. Yeah. The practicality, eh, not so much. David? Yeah, I, I could totally see that. It, 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 like, I like that it basically makes it their fighter. Like, they're the only ones that can operate it fully. But yeah, there's not really a whole practical usage overall of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I also like that it makes everything on their console the same color as their crystal but that's more of like an aesthetic thing no yeah absolutely um so now we're gonna get into star wars news obviously we have disney plus um so we got some news about rogue squadron being delayed due to patty jenkins filming schedule um probably the best thing for the film i'm not too heartbroken about it what about you guys I'm, I, I concur with that assessment. I'm yeah. not all built, bent on all the shape out of it. I'm. I've conditioned myself not to look forward, like not to like anticipate any of these shows too much, like just to wait till they come out. And Rogue Squadron, like any of any of these shows, really, if you need to delay it, delay it. Don't rush anything. I agree. Yes. I agree, and and that's for Marvel too, with everything that uh, is coming out and leaks and stuff. Uh, we're not going to talk about a certain sizzle reel. Um, uh, speaking of which, Cad, <laughs> JJ, we aren't talking about it. We aren't talking about it because if if we if we talk about it, then we have to acknowledge it that it exists and it does exist. But it it it, it got it got taken away. I was not well. I was not going to watch it. I think we're going to get I, a lot more tomorrow than what what was released. I didn't see any real, so I'm glad for that. I saw concept art, but okay. I saw I saw nothing else. So I saw I saw a little concept art, but I will not. I, we will not talk about this. We will okay. not talk about it. I, right. I I already already said this. Uh, we we I will we we will have breakdowns and stuff like that later. Um, rumors of a old Republic movie, which then got turned into a High Republic movie. How do we how do we feel about the old Republic High Republic movie concept? I I think I actually like both pretty much for different reasons. Um, even even with the old Republic game that they're going to remake eventually, I want that to be canon. I'm not going to be upset if it isn't, but it'd be really great if they made it into canon. Um, just so everything fits and Revan and like yep. maybe a chance for not pe- people to stop using Revan as toxic gatekeeping material. That'd be great. Yep. Um, cause that's actually what, one of the things that I cosplay is Revan on TikTok. Yes. And I, I just have this feeling that people see my Revan mask and just scroll right past me cause they assume I'm gatekeeper or something. So I'm, I'm hoping that something like comes about where, he's not used that way anymore uh-huh. but i'm still like they sh- they keep focusing on high republic they should just keep going with high republic 
until they're finished. I agree. Yeah. I I agree with that assessment. I love the old republic, but uh uh let the past die. So, I mean, nice. It, the old the old republic holds a special place in my heart. I I'd be lying if I said it didn't. There's there's not a lot of me without that. So, I would like to see a movie. The the, the little kid in me was like I would love to see a, a old republic movie. It's yeah. not relevant to current Star Wars right now. I would love to see I would love to see a High Republic because the High Republic is a current book series. Yes. Obviously a lot of people are not exposed to the um do I want to say is it expanded universe? Yes. With this outside of the movies expanded universe. So I'll say expanded universe High Republic, it would be great to bring in I guess the more general audience yep. into the High Republic with a High Republic movie. And I yeah. think that would be better than having an old republic. So high republic movie over old republic. So Char says that I think high republic movie is way too soon despite my love for the era. I kind of agree with him, but then again, Aiden also says if it's the old republic, unfortunately people will complain no matter what. Which is also yeah. true. Um to the point of the video game though. Mm-hmm. David, um what are your thoughts of Revan and Bastila being a dyad? I think dyad. that's one of the things I'm excited about because I think that would be perfect. If you're going to integrate canon material into the Old Republic, that's perfect. Make them a dyad. Make it all make sense and connect. You know, This thing, this is the secret of the Sith book. This is what everybody was getting all hot and bothered about a few weeks ago of the dyad being officially the rule of two or whatever it is. But oh, um, I would love that because then it shuts everybody up about the dyad, that it doesn't yeah. make sense and everybody will love it. Just the, saying. The, uh, I, 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 I hate that everyone complained about it. Like, like David said, it, it would shut up a lot of people and it would work perfectly because already force bond is literally the same thing in concept as far as what the dyad does. We've seen it with Basila and obviously Revan, Kreia, and um, I can't remember the exile's name right now, but like those two. And she even had bonds with her whole crew. It's it's there. We've seen it in the material before. Yeah. It's all right. It, also, it's, it really doesn't break anything. As Ford Into the Black was saying, because I did the same thing, I've been playing the KOTOR yeah. remaster or port or whatever it is since it came out today. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't have a Switch. I just have a PS4, but I will be getting a PS5 to play the coach. I've never done yeah. Quotor. I've never done Quotor or Swartor. Oh man. I, I I'm not a Legends guy, so I've gotta work on it. I've gotta work on you, it. You, you read Plague, so like, all right, like, I'll I'll excuse it. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> Um, forward into the black says I think the smartest thing would be would to release Kotor remake. That remains legends and have a TV series that canonizes events that like Revan being brought back to the light. I, that would be interesting. I I don't know how that would. I guess it could work. I, I just hear the noise of the the fandom though. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it, it's already just. It, it feels like a headache. All the voices crying out. Yeah. Literally, all at once. Oh, God. Do Uh, everything possible to tie up all the loose ends of the toxic opinions, and oh my God, dude. It's just. It's tough. It's tough. But you know what? So here's my thing. Thank thank everybody for coming, first of all. 
Thank, thanks, you guys. But you guys, I th- when I hit the follow button, you guys inspired me. Uh, you guys make fantastic content, no matter what it is. I I always enjoy seeing you guys pop up on my for you page or, or just scrolling and, and commenting on your guys' stuff. Like you guys do such a great job, and I'm so happy that we're getting positive side of TikTok and getting all of the because because with Element and Darth Chaco and 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 Harith and Cartoon D2 and, and and all of those guys coming in and trying to be the positive force, we're trying to take over YouTube. That's the whole goal because there's so much negative in Star Wars YouTube that there needs to be somewhere for people to come to get positive stuff about Star Wars because Star Wars is for everybody. Mm -hmm. No matter whether you like the sequels or you hate the sequels, you love the prequels, you hate this. It it doesn't matter. We can, we, there's stuff that we probably don't agree on, see eye to eye on, but we can, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we can sit down and say, you know what? Star Wars is Star Wars. I'm not going to get upset if you, if, if you think Ray is a, Ray should have been Ray Palpatine, or or if Ray is a Skywalker, which she is. Yeah. But anyway, I, I can't believe that's a conversation. So I know, just... I know, but it is. Uh. Um, <laughs> but guys, uh, thank you again for coming on. I'm going to make an announcement because of Disney Plus Day. We are having our first community episode uh, on the podcast. Uh, so we will be streaming it at seven o'clock central standard time uh it'll be a kind of a round table we will discuss what's going on what happened with a uh with disney plus day we'll go over the kenobi news any news that was released um uh you guys can join the discord uh preferably with 18 plus sorry kids uh this is kind of an adults thing uh, but if you guys want to go to the link in, I think, either my Instagram or my TikTok, uh, you guys can come join the Discord server, and uh, we'll have some fun tomorrow. Um, everybody in the chat is welcome, uh, but we'll have a ton of com- ton of uh, content creators. Uh, Dark Chaco is going to make an appearance. Element 7 might make an appearance. Uh, just a whole bunch of TikTok stars just here talking Star Wars. So tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, come join us, and, and we'll talk some Star Wars, talk some Disney Plus Day. Uh, but with that, guys, where can we follow you guys on, on the social media? So for me, I'm Xanatos1138 pretty much everywhere, primarily TikTok. I've been trying to be more active on Twitter, but if you follow me on Twitter, you're going to see a mix of Star Wars and very spicy wrestling opinions. So if you're into wrestling... Dang straight. Yeah. Um, and I do like to go on to Twitch. It's been a while. I don't have a camera or anything, but I did like to go on Twitch at one point. So if people wanted to see me stream, I would totally do it. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Play PS4. some SWOTOR. I, you know, I could do that. I could do SWOTOR. I've, I've done a lot of PS4 stuff. I was in the middle of the Mass Effect trilogy before I just stopped streaming. So you said PS4. Mm-hmm. Do you have Battlefront 2? Oh yeah, I do. <gasps> All right, we're gonna have to get uh, we're gonna have to get information because we're gonna do streaming and it's gonna be crazy. And we do stream, we do game nights on the channel, and would love for you guys to join us and play some Battlefront Two. So I'm All gonna right. get your guys's gamer tags and everything. It's it's um, this. it's the same. Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, but uh, Onyx, where can the good people follow you? The good people, you can follow me on uh, probably TikTok that. 
TikTok, that's probably the place I'm most active. It's Onyx Artist 32, and that's where you'll see all my content. So I'll be doing Star Wars stuff. Uh, I do a lot of Lord of the Rings when the, <clears throat> I know soon we're going to be having the Wheel of Time, so expect a yes. month of that. I need to get into that. Oh my God, man! Don't get me started out there. Onyx, I feel like this is. I feel like this is a good comment. I know who the commenter is. It's my brother-in-law. He's making a joke, but let's let's just humor him. I'm curious to get your thought. What did you think of Darth Vader? uh, When Darth Vader killed uh, Dumbledore in the Rebel Alliance, used the One Ring to destroy the Death Star. I want him to know that a piece of me like literally cracked and shattered. I'm not (laughs) showing it, but like so much. So much of the nerd in me was like, oh, my God, all of that was wrong. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And on that note, guys, you can follow CharCharJ at CharCharJ on uh, TikTok and and, uh, um, Instagram. Uh, You can follow us at the Padawan Podcast on, uh, on TikTok, Padawan's Pod on Instagram. Follow us on here. Uh, the YouTube channel and the Twitch channel where we like to stream and obviously every Thursday night. Um, but guys, thank you again for joining us on another episode. Um, thank you to you too. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming. Um, and uh, may the force be with you guys. Force with you, man. Yeah, force be with you. <laughs> Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.